if you're not a creative person, you know, creating Instagram photos, wise, then don't force yourself to do it because you're going to hate it. Just kidding. Can you imagine if we did? <laughs> I started getting nervous. I was like, how am I going to how am I going to follow this? <laughs> I know. I stopped it just in time before you heard me smacking my lips or making all kinds of weird sounds. And for the people who don't know what we're talking about. Well, by the way, I'm Phil in Columbia. You're and I'm Lauren, Lauren in L.A. Yeah. As always. We know. Um, <laughs> I have this new found obsession with ASMR. You know, when like an adult finds out about a child trend like way too late. That's me. That's me thinking I'm cool. But these videos, like, I just can't. I just can't with it. They're so funny. They're so funny. And <laughs> apparently people actually listen to them to go to sleep. Yeah, there are some people, like, younger generations are actually addicted to ASMR. It's like, hold, I'm completely serious. And they can't fall asleep without the sounds of, like, soft clicking and into a microphone. Oh, boy. Look it if up. If you don't... You look it up, ASMR, you go to YouTube and it's completely mind-blowing. Speaking of the younger generation, how about this for a segue? We have a member of the younger generation on the podcast today. Her name is Bronte. That's her name. Don't wear it out. But in fact, she recently changed, alert, alert, recently changed her Instagram handle, which is crazy at the time of recording this episode, right? She was bookish Bronte and now it's changed. Yeah, it has changed. So her new handle is from B with love. Wait, let me actually look that up just to make sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm still so used to Bookish Bronte. I know. It's B E. Yeah, from B with love. Yeah, that's yeah. right. From B with love, where B is B E E. And it's very interesting. You know, I just had a call a few hours ago with one of our past clients that was exploring the way her brand is going to evolve in the near future. And this is another example of how your brands evolve. So even from the time of recording this where she was bookish Bronte, so every time we say that, just sub it in with from B, with love. Um, yeah. Bronte's young. She's one of the most successful people I know on Instagram, and that's why we call her another expert episode for us. And we talk about community. We talk about building an audience, being consistent, all these kinds of things specifically on Instagram. It's a good chat. It is. And she's a true expert with Instagram. And I think people will be inspired, but they also might be a little disheartened from this episode because to make it on Instagram, it requires a lot of work. And Bronte doesn't shy away from going through the details of it. So it's a very realistic look at what it takes to succeed on Instagram. Which I think is necessary and important. I think we should do it. Here we go. Here's our chat with Bronte. When someone is saying, well, how do I get more Instagram followers or how do I do what you do? Where do you even begin to answer that question to make people understand that there is more than meets the eye? It really, that's a question that's always really, really hard to answer because the way that people grow on Instagram, it's going to be different for absolutely everybody. Like the way that I grew on Instagram, you're not going to be able to grow that way anymore it's just not going to happen you just got to you've got to find a way that you can grow yourself and you've just it's just a lot of trial and error that you've got to see what works 
for you. Like my feed is really, really creative and all my photos take a lot of time and effort, but that might not necessarily work for you. And so I never say to people, we've got to do really creative photos because that's not possible for anyone to do. You've just got to find a way that you can grow authentically yourself. Like I've seen stories work for a lot of people um, recently. Like some people have got a massive amount of followers from using stories. So that's always a good way to start, I think. I have so many questions for you personally, but also I'm thinking of questions that we get from clients and from potential clients. And like one I'm thinking about from yesterday even is we had an intro call with someone and their career's going really, really well. They've got their own private practice. They're really excited about Instagram and posting consistently, all that jazz. And they had about 30,000 followers and they said they wanted to reach 100,000 followers by the end of the year. So what would your response be to a, to a, a goal like that? I'd always say aim high because why not? Like this time last year, I had probably, gosh, how many followers did I have? But like, I would have had about maybe 20K last year. Now I'm nearly on 60. Like any, anything is possible, but you just sort of got to accept that it might not happen. But it's honestly with Instagram, it's either going to go one way or the other. You either make it or you won't. And you've just got to sort of find something and just keep on going and just keep on, you know, finding different ways that you could sort of potentially grow. So that's either, you know, taking a lot of time on your feed, obviously posting consistently and being in your stories a lot. And that always really helps because, you know, your followers can interact with you from that way. And one thing that I always say is you've got to really be part of the community because it's so, so important because Instagram will reward you if they think that you are an active member of its community. So that's kind of, you know, like, Responding to comments, commenting on other people's photos, obviously liking photos, replying to other people's stories. You've just got to be sort of friendly in the Instagram community. And then other people will, you know, if they see that you've commented on their photo, the likelihood is they're going to go back and comment on yours. So then your photo is then pushed up in the algorithm. I always forget that everyone starts off with zero followers. That's the nature of Instagram, especially with someone who has like your size of following. It's, I need to remember, you know, we all put on pants one leg at a time or whatever the saying is. So pants in the UK means underwear. Does it? <laughs> yeah. What, what do you say? Trousers? Yeah. Oh, trousers. Oh, my right, God. Bronte, are, what, we what br- this in, are we keeping this? Are we keeping this? I guess. Oh, great. Did, tra- <laughs> they say trousers, right? Trousers? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Trousers. Yeah. Lawrence International Blunders. It's a new, <laughs> a new segment of the show. Anyway, so my question for you is, when was the moment where you realized you were onto something? Like, how did you know when you found your thing? Like, what clicked? And how did you take that even further? I struggled to answer some because there's so many different moments where I thought, oh, this is it, this is it. And then I got bored of that, this is it, and then moved on to a different, oh, this is it. And I think that you shouldn't sort of limit yourself to sort of thinking, okay, this is it, this is what I've found. Because, you know, you're always changing and you're always growing as a person. And my feed is completely different from what it was like in October, from what it was like that last year and the year before. Like I'm constantly changing because I'm constantly developing my style and changing, you know, what I want to talk about and what is important to me. So I think 
your feed should never be sort of, oh, this is it. This is like my this is it moment because it's always going to be changing. And when I sort of lose the love for my feed, that's no that that's when I know that I've got to change something up. So yeah, I've had many this is it moments. My first one was probably all the way back in September 2017 and I just got back from about six weeks in America and I didn't really prepare any photos for my time there. I just sort of made it up as I went along and then I got back and I sort of had a bit of a crisis and was like, oh my God, I don't know what to be doing and blah, 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 blah. And then I actually stole a photo that was meant to be from my mum's account and then I posted it on my account with like a new different style of editing and it for my size of following then, which was about 3,000, this photo got nearly 2,000 likes. And for me, that was like, a, oh, wow, I can actually sort of take this really seriously sort of moment. So I guess that's sort of the this is it, first this is it moment for me. How fascinating. It was like an accident almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. You do something specifically extremely well. And that specific thing is the balance between your own taste and aesthetic that is you, that we can see a photo, we could cover up your name and I could still know it's from you. So you're following your intuition there to create a certain style and a certain way that you do things, your brand. Yeah. You balance that, Bronte, you balance that with what you know your audience is going to like and appreciate and respond to. And I mean, by audience, I don't just mean the people that are following you now but the people that discover you and decide to follow you, and that's how you grow. All too often, people are focused on broadcasting what they're doing and mm -hmm. assuming that everyone's going to care, and they're not thinking yeah. <laughs> strategically about how every post can actually be key in your discovery. Yeah. So can you talk to that and how you balance those kind of tensions in a way? Because it's like, you know, it's they both pull you in different directions. How do you balance it? I think I'm kind of at the point now I can sort of, I've sort of gone through everything with my, I've always been like, oh my gosh, all my followers like this. Oh, um, this is, I think this is what my followers want. So I think I'm going to be doing that. Or, oh, these churches have done really, really well. So I'm going to keep on posting stuff like this. And I've gone through all of that. And it's exhausting just to try to please them and not please yourself at the same time. So I'm kind of at a point now I just kind of post what I want and what I'm really passionate about and what I really like doing. And sometimes people respond really, really well to it. Like my other series where I'm like in a milk bath and they all do really well. And then I post quite a few um, photos about feminism and they all do really, really well as well. But sometimes when photos just, um, they're not received that well as others by my followers. And I've just like, about the point where I just don't mind that anymore because I know that I really like the photo. So I always think that it's more important that you're posting what you love because that's going to translate into engaging in the post more. Like when I know specifically when I really like a photo, I'm more I'm excited about it, so I'm more inclined to you know be on Instagram and replying to comments. Whereas if I'm not like in love with a photo, then I'm more likely to you know not check the comments as much. So I think it's really important that you've got to love what you do first, and then just hope that your followers will love it too. Such good advice. Yeah, it is good advice. But there is, I think, earlier on, though, because you're at the point where we would say you figured Instagram out and you've got that loyal following where you've got a little bit more flexibility to post what you want and post what you don't want, you know, or not post what you don't want. 
What about earlier on? So for people who aren't at that level, do you have any insight from maybe a year ago when you were really focused on growth? Any advice from those days of figuring out what it is that people want and will respond to and will want to follow you? What makes people want to follow you? I think people don't think about that enough. Yeah, people respond really well to um, ongoing series photos. And by that, I mean like photos that kind of repeat themselves. So I had this series that I don't do so much anymore, but a year ago I was doing it so much. Um, it's called, it was my bed of book series where I'm just sort of, there's loads of open books lying on the floor and then I'm sort of lying on them basically with flowers around me and stuff. And they always did really well and they would um, sometimes gave me about 200 followers sometimes. And it was, they were just sort of the photos that would do really well at the time because, um, you know, loads of other accounts were doing them as well. So it's sometimes good to, you know, jump on a trend if it works for you if it doesn't work for you or your brand then obviously just not go near that trend but it can you know if it's a hashtag or something or photos that seem to be doing well on Instagram recreating them in your own way can be really beneficial if you're starting to grow but obviously don't completely copy them you've got to make them your own as well where would someone find those trends that are happening like those hashtags that are popular do you just kind of need to be paying attention and aware of what people are doing do you find that on the discover page where can you you know kind of know what's up you know i know it's a weird question yeah it yeah it is it's is difficult but it, they'll just be appearing more in your home in your home feed like for me like i obviously i follow instagrammers so i can see trends really really quickly popping up and I can choose whether I want to sort of jump on the trend or just leave it if it wouldn't work for me. And obviously, it's a lot easier if you're following those different accounts. Um, Explore feed has kind of changed at the minute. I don't really understand what's going on with the Explore feed, but it's, it's slightly changing so that they're trying to get people out of the Explore feed a bit more. Like about a year ago, my photos were getting in the Explore feed a lot, and now they're not so much anymore. So Instagram is always, always changing, so you can't ever sort of follow a set direct rule that's going to make you grow but you will see you'll just see them pop up like you just start by seeing a couple of photos that kind of look similar a day and then maybe seeing them more and more do you think it's important for the person whose feed it is do you think it's important for them to be involved with the creative process instead of outsourcing it I don't think if you're not a creative, like a creative person, imagery, sort of creating Instagram photos wise, then don't force yourself to do it because you're going to hate it, basically. And you've got to find the one thing that works for you. Like there's so many different styles on Instagram, you know, there's proper photography, there's creative photography, there's flat lays, like there's endless, endless styles. So you just got to find one that works for you and one that you really love doing. And creative photography works for me, but I know that it doesn't work for everyone. And everyone in the bookstagram community that I'm a part of doesn't do it. And, you know, that's why everyone's original. So you just got to find the one thing that works for you and, you know, just enjoy it at the same time. You talk a lot about community on Instagram and that's, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of position community really as your secret weapon on this platform. And I think you're proof of that. I don't know that I've actually... I don't even identify with a community. And I think if I did, I would grow quicker. 
What are some of the communities, the vibrant communities that exist on Instagram? I think a lot of times people don't even know about this. Like I'm maybe I should be thinking more about like the digital nomad or the travel stuff because I've got great photos from all my trips. You know, you've got the book community. What are some of those vibrant communities that exist so people can kind of know? Obviously, there's Bookstagram, which I'm part of as well. I follow a lot of travel accounts because when they're done well, they're done really, really well. And there's also um, the mum community on Instagram. It's absolutely huge. There's so, so many accounts that are just focusing on motherhood and people's children. And I absolutely love watching them. I think they're, you know, really, really fun. And there's also, what would you call They're probably digital artists. So they create stuff mainly through Photoshop and every every one of the images is like Photoshopped really, really beautifully and they're done really, really well. And there's also, you know, like the proper photographer community, which I call them, which, you know, create absolutely stunning, stunning images and often their um, job is actually photography. So accounts always end up looking really, really gorgeous as well. But there's an endless, endless amount of communities on that. You've just got to, you know, do a bit of digging through hashtags and see if you can find any that you could be a part of. And Bronte, I'm an INTJ. So when it comes to like people, there's something like missing in my brain. Phil's going to laugh, but <laughs> like I'm, I'm super introverted. And so when I hear the word community, it's really actually like petrifying. And I guess my question for you is how does someone get into a community? Like, what does that mean in terms of actions? Like, do you send someone a DM and start liking someone's photos until they become a friend? Like, how do you get in? It's basically kind of like that, but I'm massively introverted as well. I don't do so well with like talking to people in real life, but online, I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, So it's literally just finding people that, whose aesthetic you like, just following them and then just sort of like letting them know you're there by like giving a few likes every so often and then um, start commenting on their photos when they post new ones. And you just sort of got to do it kind of a bit gradually so it doesn't seem a bit sort of in your face. I've always sort of, you know, just started with comments and then replying to their stories as well. And then a lot of the time you can create really, really great friendships by literally just Replying to some of their stories when um, they put something up or, you know, just commenting on their photos whenever they post. That makes more sense to me. Thank you. And I guess, I guess the benefits too of commenting on other people's feeds, like kind of becoming someone else's fan in the community is that their followers will see you come up in the feed, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, if- you know, if you've, if someone else is commenting on someone's photo, then they might also see your comment as well. And, um, you know, that can sometimes work. I sometimes look through um, comments to see what other people are doing, but not so much anymore. Um, shout outs always work really well if, if you want to get someone's attention, especially if they've got quite a large following. They're less likely to pay attention to who you are in the comments. But if you message them or give them a shout out, they're more likely to see who you are. Because I'm I'm not by no means like a massive, massive account, but I always, but trying to keep track of who follows you and who's commenting on your photos can be really, really difficult. But I'm more likely to sort of respond to you and have a proper conversation with someone um, if they've replied to my story, if they've just sent me a message. So that's probably the best way to sort of make friends with someone, really. And people forget that very basic concept, I think, just in the fluster of trying to grow and juggle and all of these things. It's like, well... If someone's not replying to you or acknowledging you, flip it, right? If that person was trying to get in touch with you, what would be 
what would increase the likelihood that you would A, notice, and B, respond? Not necessarily on Instagram, but when, when someone sends me two emails, you know, an email and then a follow-up, sometimes a third follow-up is required by the time I reply. And by the third one, and I'm like, I've ignored two of their emails, I better get back to them even with a single sentence. So sometimes like, you just have to be persistent. And it's not a matter of being annoying. It's just knowing that when you're trying to get someone's attention, they're busy. So do it in a way that you would want to be you know, contacted and what would actually solicit a response. I had someone yesterday message me on LinkedIn saying, hey, I'm graduating in a few months. Let me know if you need help with anything. Like, go away. I don't even know who you are. No, I don't want no, I don't want anything from you if you don't even have the decency to make it easy for me to understand what you do and why you're great. I'd rather someone say, I noticed you've only posted once on Instagram in the last week. I feel like I could really help you or something like that. If someone noticed yeah. where there's an area where I needed help, I'd pay attention. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just simple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This conversation is going to be really exciting for a lot of people to listen to. A lot of past guests have asked. I can't even pinpoint a single episode. There's been at least probably 10, at least where Instagram comes up. Probably 20. Wouldn't you say, Lauren? Like so many. Yeah. Everyone cares about their Instagram. And it's what's fascinating is that people don't necessarily care about their feed. They just care about the followers and likes. But You've got to put out good work in the first place in order to get those. It's kind of like, I don't know. People only care about that end result. Yeah. Yeah. I think some people are going to be really excited about this, but I think some people are also going to be stressed out because it's hard to take the leap and it's hard to keep leaping after your initial leap. What's your advice to someone who's overthinking it, striving for perfection, and as a result, not taking any action at all? What's your advice to someone like that who's afraid to make a mistake and just doesn't do anything don't strive for perfection because you're never ever going to get it like i even the photo i posted yesterday like to anyone else just scrolling past it for those few seconds before you think that there's nothing wrong with it but i picked as soon as i posted it i picked up on a tiny tiny mistake on it and it's nothing is ever ever going to be perfect with your photos you're always probably going to be comparing yourself to other people especially especially when you start out but you've just got to know that it's sort of your own journey and you've got to take it at your own pace and most of the people that you're following have been doing it for years. Like I'm still, I've only been doing it for about two and a bit years now. And I'm still constantly learning. I'm still constantly growing and changing my style. And so, you know, even if you, if you went back to the very, very start of my feed back in 2017, the style is completely different. And I didn't really know who I was or what my style is. So you've just got to be, not be, scared to post because you've got to do it eventually and um, just accept that it's not going to be perfect straight away because it definitely wasn't for me and it definitely wasn't for anyone else that first started on Instagram either. Great advice. To hear from someone whose feed literally looks perfect, you know, it might... It does. It it does. And And it's just a classic case of everything looks prim and proper and perfect on the outside, but if people only knew the chaos on the inside, right, Bronte? Lord, did I feel that way. Yeah, you're definitely your own worst critic on Instagram on constantly going, oh, she should have done that differently. I should have been in a slightly different pose or, oh, I don't like how that's turned out, but you just got to accept it and just get on with it because there's no use stressing about it because it's just unnecessary stress, really. Great. Great. Thank you for such a productive conversation. Lauren, did you have any last looming questions while we have this superstar on the phone? 
Oh, no, I'm like stressing out that it's coming, that it's wrapping up. I should have written down like a list of questions. Well, <laughs> hey, Bronte, you might be getting some DMs from me later using some of the tactics you recommended. <laughs> oh, good, good. DM away, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking valuable minutes of your day and spending them with us. And I know our listeners are really grateful for that. And actually... Unlike our guest episodes, we get to reveal your identity. Where can people find you on Instagram? Um, people can find me on Instagram at Bookish Bronte. And I'm also on Twitter as well. But Instagram is my little nice little home. <laughs> I love it. And people should go and see what you're doing and learn, you know, not just the pictures and the continuity and the aesthetic of the feed, but captions, engagement. I couldn't even imagine how many hours a day you spend on Instagram, but this is your job. This is your job. Yeah. And welcome to 2019 where this can be a career. Yeah, I had to turn off um, the thing that says how many hours you've been on Instagram because I just couldn't, couldn't face to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. You should be proud of how many hours you're on it because this is your job. Mm -hmm. This is your job. So Yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah. It just means you're working hard. Well, thank you again. Have a wonderful day. We really appreciate it hanging out with us on Brand Therapy. And we look forward to catching up with you soon. Great. Thank you very much. What I loved about that conversation is that Bronte's proof that you can't just aspire to have a certain number of followers and think that once you choose the number in your head, you're going to get it. You know what I mean? I do. People are always looking for a shortcut because they feel the pressure by their competitors or their like brands or brand heroes that have more followers than them. And they're just trying to get a shortcut. And thank you, Bronte. It doesn't exist. You literally have to put the work in. And you know what? I'll even say to you, I sometimes feel guilt if I spend an hour and a half making an Instagram story instead of an hour and a half doing something else for my business or for a client. But you know what? My Instagram kicks ass. It doesn't kick as much ass as Bronte's, but I've worked really hard over the last year, and that's because I've literally put the time in myself to do it. So I still have to get out of those moments of guilt. And it's like, no, this is important if it's part of your digital strategy and it's a platform that you prioritize. Not for the purpose of, ooh, look at me, I'm fancy, I have followers. But if you actually use this as a business tool, then you need to prioritize it and you need to put the time in to do it properly and to learn yourself the little nuances, the little style choices and captions and all of this that you'll do, you know, so that you too will be one of those people who can post on the platform and others will see you and know it's you without even seeing it's your name. That's your brand. Yes, 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 yes. I agree. And do you know what? I'm going to go on a little rant because I am tired of hearing people say that their 2019 goal is to get more social media followers. I We've been having these like intro calls, listener, with um, different people talking about their 2019 goals. And I think like the conversation needs to change. It shouldn't be that I want to get 500,000 followers this year because that's not right. You can't aspire for a certain volume of followers. Instead, your goal should be, I want to get my message out in a creative way that teaches people something. That's the goal, not the number of followers. And Bronte works so freaking hard. I was looking through her feed and she had like 
She sometimes spends nine hours a day on a single photo. Like that's dedication. And I just I just think that there's this big misconception with Instagram stars out there that you just snap your fingers and all of a sudden you're popular. And that's just not the case. So take this advice. Think about what community you could join, participate in, you know, become involved. I think that was a big takeaway for me. You know, find that community and not just contribute to it, broadcast within it, but interact within it, actually comment out of genuine interest and curiosity on other people's pictures. And, and that will be returned to you if it's genuine. Yeah, definitely. Lots of Phew. ideas, I'm not, I know. I'm Lots not angry of, anymore. Oh my God, I bet you feel better after that little rant. <laughs> do Lots, you agree though? I do, I agree 100%. Lots of ideas and, and hopefully a few seeds planted in this conversation with Bronte. Bronte, thank you to remind people, um, follow Bookish Bronte on Instagram. Go look her up. She's amazing, as you can tell from that conversation. And by the way, while you're over there, look us up too. I'm at Phil yeah, Allen. I'm at the Lauren Moore, but it, I'm not as good as her at all. Like not even close. So no, but your Instagram, your... your Instagram is good. You have your own little brand going on. And hopefully I do too. Remember how much I used to hate Instagram? And I'd be like, tell me what to do. Tell me what to post. Tell me what to write. Admit that I've become less of a child, more of an adult on this platform. Yeah, you're completely independent because you found something that works for you, not because what someone else thinks is good for you. True. You've got to start start with yourself first. Exactly. And you have to make mistakes. And the more you do it, the better you get. I mean, it's all the classic stuff, but it's true. So hopefully this has inspired you to take some action. Don't strive for perfection. Just do it and keep doing it and it will get better. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you like this episode, leave a review on iTunes. That's just helpful so that other people can find this. What else? Five stars. Five star would be great. We can't force you to do it, but it would be amazing. Keep the conversation going. Hashtag brand therapy. We're watching that. Tag us. Let us know you listen. We really love that. We put a lot of time and effort into recording this so that it helps you. And so if it, you know, if you've taken the time to listen, we want to hear. We love that. Brownie points. Um, and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode, a brand new case. Somewhere we're going to help on brand therapy. We will see you then. It's going to be awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks. Bye. And next week on Brand Therapy, here's what you can expect. Let the work be the focus, but let the personality come out through the work, through the images of the work and the way I show it. 